are this week in Missouri politics. Midweek update. Very busy week in Missouri politics. Uh, I, I have a sense that once they pass that budget, there's not going to be just a hell of a lot of good things coming your way. Um, let's start off with the uh, big state budget. The conferees meet tomorrow night. I'm going to tell you, uh, the last two years you've seen, you've seen Senator Huff kind of dominate the budget process. The House has probably not had a great showing the last two years. However, I will tell you this. The House has already shaped a lot of the budget, probably the biggest budget thing they were going to do when they didn't fund Medicaid. And Medicaid was voted on by the public. They expanded it. Uh, however, uh, the, the one thing that gets dropped, Carl Bearden brought this up. So, Carl, I don't know if it was his group, group Carl's with sued to say um, to stop Medicaid expansion. And when he did, uh, that group, um, that group uh, the, the response was to the pro-Medicaid folks, they said, well, we're not specifying a funding resource because you really couldn't. It would be hard to get through some of the, the machinations of this without uh, if, they, if they dug into a funding source, it could have been legally it could have been maybe challenged legally. However, there was no funding source and they admitted that in court. So the legislature took them up on it. They just didn't fund it because they didn't specify where the money would come from. Now, look, do I think the public voted on for Medicaid? Expansion? Yeah. Was it overwhelming? No. Was it geographically? Uh, disproportionate like everything in this state? Yes, it was. Uh, could a reasonable, the best argument ever for Medicaid expansion was the public voted for it. So this was a big deal. The House decided we're not going to fund it. Do I think the Senate would have funded it if the House had? Yes. This is where, you know, everybody begs the jokes about guns and abortion and now messing with gay people. That's what the House does. How the House has always had the budget. There's always been something the House took very seriously. The last two years hasn't went so well. This year it took a big stand. The Senate you, I mean, it's a, it is already a win for the, the House that the Senate took their, their position on Medicaid. Um, that's going to go to the courts. Lowell Pearson, here's the funny part. They go from Lowell Pearson uh, trying to clean up messes for HRCC, and now he's uh, going to be uh, trying to sue to get Medicaid expanded. That's, uh, that is a mental dexterity that I appreciate and respect. There's a lot of things about barristers that maybe people don't like. I like how you can go from on one end, well, we're going to, Clean up your problem here from the campaign committee. The other end, we're going to sue you to try to make you expand Medicaid. I, I, I think that is a, a trade in attorneys that is sometimes derided, but I think that uh, ability to argue for all sides at all times is something that I, I think is very good. Um, the other budget parts, we're going to see what happens. I, I'm not totally sure uh, all the minutia of the budget, but if I had to guess, uh, the conferees were not were selected carefully. They will be uh, the, the, the ones that were the third. Obviously, you always have the chair in the budget chair or the chair and the vice chair of the budget uh, for, the, for the majority party. But the, the third person on the committee was selected, um, was selected carefully to be completely in line with whatever they decide. So you'll see a real united front there. David Wood last time was pretty important in uh, funding some stuff that I don't know this year you won't have a David Wood step in as a sober, a sober voice um, on some of those matters. So it'll be interesting, but I mean, I, you know, you're probably going to see a pretty good give and take. I mean, I think that's, and that probably is what it, how it should be. Uh, the, the revenue estimates of the house box them in again. Um, and the zeroing out so many things again, but I, you know, I think with Medicaid, even if the Senate were to get totally rolled tomorrow night, which or the house to get totally rolled tomorrow, which is possible, but I, I don't think it will be as bad as the last two years. Um, I think you're going to see, uh, you, you'll see them feel good about getting, they made the biggest decision and the Senate went along with the house. That's not something that usually happens. So I think there, it's not going to, I don't think, I, I mean, yes, you'll see folks that want to play kiss ass will 
say, oh, well, the house, but really the last two years, it's not been a good performance. This year, no matter what happens tomorrow night, I think if you're the house, you can say, hey, we made a major impact on the Missouri's budget this year, as they should. I mean, that's kind of their role is to do the budget and to do crazy. And then the Senate does the rest of the stuff. Uh, and, and I think this year you're going to see them definitely. I think they're going to have the biggest role in the budget. And then they're going to do crazy. Uh, they passed a bill. The first thing they passed was um, something about where you could take, you could, if, a, if a cop enforces a federal gun law, you can sue the cop. Now, I know it's been changed a bunch, and, you know, the, I, I, and I don't pretend to follow all of, the, all of the pieces that go through that bill. But essentially, the federal government has gun laws. The state has really no gun laws left. Um, if you violate a federal gun law, which frankly is easy to do, violating a federal law, you've, we're probably violating one or two, Connor, doing this podcast, I think, right? I mean, maybe half a dozen. Uh, the, fed, the federal laws, I know we all shoot fireworks, I'm talking about freedom. If a federal prosecutor wants to put you in jail, it's just a plea bargain. Unless you're, unless you're a multi, multi-millionaire or a nonprofit takes your case, you can't fight the federal government. Those are bankrupt, you're put you in jail or both. And um, so it, I, I think that it's very rational for Missourians to think, my God, the federal government is so powerful. If they want to take you out, whether you're, look, what did Roger Stone do? He helped elect Donald Trump, which pissed him off. Threw it to jail. Now Trump got him out. Manafort, what did Manafort do? He pretty much helped elect Donald Trump and pissed off some folks. I don't believe a person. I don't believe one single, the most, my, my pals of mine that are very liberal. I don't believe you believe that Roger Stone and Paul Manafort go to jail if Donald Trump loses. It was retribution. I'm not a deep stater. They're not, it's not deep state. It's right in front of you. So, so I do think, you know, everybody should be damn concerned about how powerful the federal government is. And if they want to ruin your life, there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, but now the problem is you're going down to a cop in West Plains, right? What's he supposed to do? If he's enforcing a law, a federal gun law with federal guys on a drug raid or something, what's he supposed to do, really, in all honesty? Under this new law, they could sue. It first was the cop. Now it's the department. Maybe now it's the city. I'm not even sure. But it's essentially, you're going to sue some public entity that's over police officers, which is going to, at best case scenario, they're going to get the case dismissed, but it'd be a claim on your insurance, right? <coughs> Liability insurance. So I don't know. I mean, it, it is... Um, they went from running on defund the police to now they're making bills where you can actually sue the police. Uh, it's, it, is a, it is quite a jump uh, in eight months from Republicans loving cops to now passing bills the cops are saying we don't want. Now to the cops lobbying credit, the cops have finally said, okay, ju- you know, I guess we're okay with this. So, uh, but let me, just, let me just tell you, that's Jeff City. Let me just take him. And by the way, this beautiful horn of knowledge. It's not a stein, it's a horn of knowledge from my buddy Jeff Sean, former rep. Let me take a pull from this. Yeah, the cops ain't for this. Um, they don't want to see this happen. Um, do I think a lot of cops secretly think federal laws are too strict and over the top? Yes, of course. They're common sense people. Do they want to say that out loud? Hell no. You know what the cops going after them? For the federal government. So look, I, I, I think the sentiment behind this bill is very real and and you may think i'm crazy now but i think it's very real do i think the uh practical practical parts of it are real no i don't think it's real practical what they're wanting to do and it's stuck up in uh it's in a committee that i think it'll probably get out but you have to pq it now you're going to pq it over something like this 
is a gimmick bill worth a PQ? Uh, I would say no, but, you know, if you want to PQ something, PQ initiative petition reform. That, I think, is fair. I mean, I think it's straight bullshit that not one initiative petition ever comes to Southeast Missouri. There's eight congressional districts. you got to get six of the eight. Is that right, Connor? To get a petition on the ballot, six of the eight. So they always write off North Missouri up there. My friend Ben Applenap up in uh, Worth County. Uh, they don't up in uh, Grant City. They don't go see him. They don't come see folks. They don't see my friend, uh, uh, my friends down in, in my buddy Russ Oliver down in Stoddard County. They don't see them. They go up. And so here's the thing. I saw this. This is epic. Go on the um, Twitter account for some pro Medicaid group. And I'm telling you, it's the funniest damn thing you've ever seen. Matter of fact, if you'll indulge me just for one hillbilly second here, I'll pull it up for you because I actually wrote my Twitter out. This time of year, I do a little bit of tweeting. And so I pulled out my Twitter, and it's the funniest thing you've ever seen. So, yeah, here we go. Mo Healthcare for All. Whatever. I'm sure it says my state, my Medicaid. I'm sure they mean well, right? But this is the funniest thing you've ever seen. So on this picture here, you'll see a lady, I believe an African-American lady in her military uniform, a young African-American girl. You'll see a, a woman. All, you'll see a, an African-American lady. You'll see a white woman in a T-shirt. You know, you see an African-American guy. You'll see a gal with pink hair. Now you'll see an African-American woman, very, very pleasant looking. You'll see a protester. And then you'll see a, a, a white guy. The white guy is wearing a wife beater a, a mustache and a hat cocked up. No shirt, just the old wife beater on. It is uh, tats everywhere. This is exactly what... A PR firm in the Central West End thinks of me and Gussie. This right here, this picture is what they think we are. Now, I don't know. This is just my own, this is my white trash, West Butler County hillbilly thought. Hypothetically, if these old folks here had to go get signatures of the entire state, they had to come down to West Butler County. They had to go see buddy Kevin Engler down in Farmington. Maybe they had to go down and see Barry Bean down there in uh, Peach Orchard. Maybe if they met Barry Bean, they wouldn't think this is what Barry Bean looks like. No, but seriously, maybe if they went and met Carl Esslinger, they would think this is what Carl Esslinger looks like down in, in Ozark County. I don't know. Just my own thought. Now, I'm sure I'm wrong. What do I know? Just simple hillbilly. But maybe if them St. Louis folks, to go put stuff on the ballot, had to go see the whole state and not just run up down I-70 and take a trip down Springfield, they might have a different view. And when they come to the legislature, might have more success if they have more buy-in in the beginning. Maybe one of the reasons why they didn't have very strong support outstate it's because they get to skip most of outstate when they get these petition drives. I don't know. You all are smarter than me, but I don't know. I, I tend to think if you're going to PQ something, PQ and a gimmick seems, PQs are always bad, but if you're going to do them, do them for serious things. That's the thing I've seen is a lot of times this has been very small, silly things lately they PQ'd. When Ron Richard PQ'd right to work, I mean, here's the thing. I'd agree with that, but they ran an election and won and said we're going to do right to work. Now, did it end up failing? Yes. Did it have public support? No. But at least it was a big thing. When you're in the room that day, you could tell it was a big deal. It wasn't just some silly thing that didn't have consequence. It was a big deal. And so with that in mind, it'll be interesting to see. But I would say passing laws so you can sue police or police departments or cities that have police departments uh, for, for enforcing federal law, it just seems small to me. And I, I don't know how else to say that, but it, we'll see what happens. Uh, education bill, look, I think it breaks down like this. Uh, if, you've, if you've been here, let me take a big pull of my horn of knowledge. Thank you, Mr. Jeff. Pull on my horn of knowledge. Now, 
I think there will, I've told you before from the very beginning, I thought they would pass something in the House, and they passed a handful of things now to go at schools. And what you're seeing is St. Louis folks, Republicans, going and twisting arms of rural Republicans, and most of them give in. They just do. I mean, they keep track of this stuff. They keep records of this. A lot of Republicans rather have a St. Louis Republican pat them on the back and vote against their district than vote with their district. That's just, that's just that's as old as time. That's as old as the Republican majority. Now, do representatives always vote their district? No. Does that ever matter to them? No. Because I'm going to tell you, just like with the Medicaid thing, people are weeping and gnashing teeth about Medicaid vote. This is my white trash jubilee prediction. Not one legislator will lose their seat over voting against the will of the people on Medicaid. Not one. Because guns and abortion. The reason Republicans, I know people don't like to hear this, it seems simplistic. We all get caught up in the daily issues, but if you take just a step back with me here, just take a step back with me. There's never been a pro-gun control majority in this state. There's never been a pro-abortion majority in this state. There were Republicans that were pro-life, pro-gun. There were Democrats that were pro-choice and pro-gun control. Then there were Democrats that were pro-gun, pro-life. And when you took the Democrats pro-gun, pro-life, mixed them together with the Democrats that were pro-gun control and pro-choice, you had a supermajority. And I watched James Carville, I read an interview from James Carville, my buddy Sam Gladdy sent me. In that interview, it was like the most common sense thing in the world. He says, you don't have enough votes for this stuff, so campaign, you know, organize on it, work towards it, but accomplish the things you can accomplish. And I, I, the last time Democrats listened to James Carville, they had a majority in Missouri, the Missouri legislature. The last time there was a majority as big as there is today was when James Carville was giving Democrats advice when Bill Clinton was president. So... I think the, the, the reason why no one will pay a price is voters, if you're pro-gun, you don't care what anybody else has to say. You don't care about Medicaid. You don't care about any of this other stuff. If you're, pro, if you're uh, pro-life, you don't care. And now there, there is. I've seen some pro-gun control groups grow. And, and I always appreciate good politics. They've done some good work. I see Sam that sent me the Carville interview. He's the one that showed He's the one that turned me on to the fact there are real gun control advocacy groups that are organizing and building momentum in the suburbs. And I, and I opened my eyes to it, and that's very real. There's also pro-choice groups that are very active. But I'm just telling you, as a person that watches this, I could be wrong. What, what do I know? I'm just telling you, the folks that succeed in these situations are going to be the folks, the folks that win these, these close elections, pro-life, pro-gun. And, and, and back in the day when Democrats won Jeffco, when, they, when Ted House won St. Charles County, when they, were, when they didn't have to fight for independence, Missouri, eastern Jackson County, when they did well in uh, Platte County, Clay County, Cass County, when they, when they won those seats, they were generally McKenna-Callahan, pro-life, pro-gun Democrats. And, and that's, that's how, that, now after you were pro-life, pro-gun, then they'll listen to your other points. So if you have two candidates and they're both pro-life, pro-gun, Roy Rowe. Then they'll be to sit and listen to you talk about Medicaid. And, and so you'll get, if you get those first two issues out of the way, the state has a tendency to support a lot of Democratic Party issues. But as long as you're pro-gun control, pro-choice, whatever your opinion on the issue, if you can possibly take emotion out of the situation, be very German about this. Look, my man, here, I'll help, I'll help you out. Be very Bismarckian about this. Bismarck would tell you, if you get the first two out of the way, then they'll listen to you about other stuff. If you don't, then they're going to keep voting Republican, and they can vote against the public's bill on anything they want, except guns and abortion. And if they do that, they will lose their seats. Two Republicans who were even more pro-life, pro-gun. Um, so clicking through here, I, you know, the last, the it bills at the end of session are, are uh, there's all, what, what I've seen for a long time is you're going to see a bunch of stuff all piled together and then the log jam will break. 
Is the speaker fighting with the pro tem? Of course he is. That's how bicameral legislatures work. This is this is old as the Missouri River flow and past this building. Uh, Robert Scope was a different guy. Of course he is. Uh, but is it is it any way odd for this speaker and the pro tem to fight? No, not at all. I, I think it's very normal. Probably, probably healthy. Uh, and it'll go, it'll go on next session, and the session after that, session after that. Um, just because they're Republicans don't mean they always get along. Um, I thought, it, you know, the way Senator Schatz has played, it was pretty smart. Give him the foster care thing. There was no real opposition to that bill. It was fine. I think, you know, probably probably helpful. Don't, I know nothing about it, but from the response it got or the lack of the ambivalence it got, it couldn't have been that bad or that many people wouldn't have uh, been fine with it. So that was a, I think that was a sign of goodwill from the Senate to the House. Um, the Senate... Going along with their Medicaid policy, the House, that's a sign of good, of good, uh, of, uh, of good nature, uh, and I think olive branches. Now, the gas tax, we'll see. You know, if Dean Plocker would have voted for that bill, it would pass. That's a dirty secret. And you, hear, you want to hear the, in the rotunda, if Dean Plocker said, let's do this, it would happen. If Dean Plocker, there's not a lot Dean Plocker couldn't command 82 votes on if he chose to right now. Dean Plocker is riding a white-hot hand. Um, it's just a little bit like being the backup quarterback sometimes, except he's had to produce a couple things. I mean, if you uh, if you want to see a guy smiling for real in Jeff City today, go see Dean Plocker. The world is just coming to Dean. Um, he's in a – politically, he's in a good spot. Uh, and it is a uh, – if you want to see people smiling in Jeff City, it will be Gussie fun when he's getting all of the cookies and cakes he gets when he goes to the Capitol and pencils and toys and everything – and Dean Plocker, because the two of those guys, the world's, uh, world's a pretty pretty good place for those two right now. Um, so we'll see. I mean, does the House move the Senate? Pa- is it, does the House just rail the Senate? I mean, I, that's, that's possible. Uh, but I'll tell you what it's all going to hinge on. There's an education reform bill. Um, they moved one out. They moved it out of the House. It sits in the Senate now. Uh, there were some people that I think almost hilariously wanted that bill to come to the floor this week. If you're in the Senate and you move an education bill out of your chamber, you should be very ready for session to be over. Now, luckily for all, there's 34 senators, and some of them hate this man and some of them love this man. They all owe a beer to Lincoln Huff. Let me just tell you, if Lincoln Huff were to move that out of his committee and you pass that education bill, the House will be done. They'll ha- you'll have no leverage. You'll, they'll be able to walk out of this place Shut this place down. You could see Sonny die come Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, they would have no reason to do anything for you. If you don't, if you, and, and if you think they don't move on leverage, just wake up. Uh, if you're still trying to get a bill passed in the Senate, you should buy Lincoln Huff a beer, maybe two. But, but don't buy him those disgusting Coors Lights. Those are gross. Help, help make him a better person. Get him, a, get him an Anheuser-Busch product. Um, but there's, there's, there's a large... Uh, there were some folks that were wanting to move that bill as early as this week before even the budget. And what they would deserve to look like the fools they would look like at the end of session if they, if they, if Lincoln would have moved that bill out early. That would be disastrous. I mean, you look, here's the thing everybody has a way to communicate and deal with them. Justin Brown, Mike's your point, Lincoln Huff received, uh, they, they were brought into a problem um, last week or two weeks ago stood up for themselves. Now, guess what? Their legislation is moving in the House. Sometimes things aren't super hard to figure out. Uh, those three have maybe figured some things out. But, uh, but yeah, I think they all owe Lincoln beer, too, if they want to pass something. 
And, you know, when the Senate sends an education bill to the House, if it's something that anything like they could pass, they should be well ready for session to wrap up because it very possibly could. Uh, with that, we're going to have uh, this week's politics still putting together shows. We're going to pick up a fun show for you. And we're back on the road this week with our show in Missouri. Uh, then coming out of May, we're going to be in a lot of counties doing a lot of, of session follow-up. We will be the one news outlet. We don't just talk about Chillicothe. By God, we're going to see Chillicothe. We don't just talk about Reynolds County. Hypothetically, we go see Reynolds County. We don't just talk about, we don't just sit up here in Jeff City where our guys that are nice dressers like Jack Cardetti look. We go down and actually see where this old boy's at. Maybe down there in Donovan somewhere. Maybe down there in Alton. Uh, down um, Betsy Albuchon country where they buy each other uh, gun plungers uh, for Christmas. But, uh, but no, we'll, we'll be out and about. The minute session's out, the gavel hits, the legislature will head out, the re- spread out through the state. And we will head out to the hills of, uh, and the flatlands of um, Plains of Missouri, and we'll get to see a lot of you folks. We're doing a few meetups when we go to some of these places. So if you're a viewer of this, if you're reading the paper, we're going to start up. Uh, we'll go somewhere and uh, maybe have one of them cheeseburgers we eat. Gus will like it. Yeah, maybe maybe do one of them cold Anheuser-Busch products. Again, thank you so much, Jeff Shun, former legislator, for giving me this warning knowledge. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week. Isn't that right, Otto? You know it.